Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the New Grad Physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years, and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast. I am your host, Andy Barker, and in this podcast I want to talk specifically about making up for lost time. So as I record this podcast we're in early June of 2020 so those that are listening in around this sort of time will know those of you particularly in the UK we're still in the sort of lockdown things are sort of starting to get back to to some form of normality in the therapy world clinics are starting to reopen there are some you know non-emergency cares you know starting to sort of happen both in the NHS and in the private practice world sports starting so today as I actually record this podcast the Premier League kicking off which I'm pretty excited about to to watch some live live sport on on TV again and but that said there's probably more uncertainty than, than ever before so whilst you know clinics are starting to reopen they are reopening with a very sort of skeleton sort of scheduling and it's it's caused a lot of, I guess, anxiety and worry and unrest amongst a lot of therapists, particularly new grads. So you guys that are, are, are getting out of university, maybe finishing up, looking for your first sort of roles, it's going to be pretty pretty tough. You know, a lot of clinics are actually scaling back. It's probably going to take them weeks, months, you know, it could be up to a year, if not longer, for some practices to actually get back to operating what they were like pre-COVID-19. We know that NHS departments are probably going to, the NHS as a system is probably going to be clawing back money where it can, given the obviously the massive outlay it's had to, you know, pump in and the amount of money it's had to pump in to, to manage, you know, patients and care of, of people during this sort of pandemic and and sport, you know, if you look at, look in sort of in the, in the media and if you look on, on social media, if you look on, you know, various job websites and everything else you know there there is a very minimal you know if any movement of people within sport I've seen almost next to no new posts being advertised within the sporting sort of sector so you know as students as those of you who are already you know qualified and practicing you know there there is a lot of uncertainty you know more than ever about what's going on and that's not going to change you know, in the next sort of weeks or, or months, it's probably going to stay like this for a, a period of time. So the main reason I want to jump on this sort of podcast is to to help you to learn what steps you can take right now to stand out from the crowd in what is a really increasingly difficult job market. And so you can hit the ground running post COVID-19. So 
the first thing I really want to talk about is is that you know it's not lost time. So I'm, the title is a little bit misleading in the sense that I'm talking about making up for lost time. But you know it's it's not all doom and gloom. So you know you might be a student, you might have lost out on what you deem important placement hours, you know, lost time, hands-on, and maybe these you know, missed opportunities that you might think have passed you by because of, of what's going on. But the, the smart therapists and the, the you know, smart students amongst you will, are the ones that will actually be using the time they maybe have um, to take action now. And this is not just you know, taking more CPD. You know, there's been... A lot of free webinars, and I've actually done a webinar series myself, which has been been the uptake for that has been absolutely massive. So hundreds and hundreds of therapists listening live every week, and on some of the replays that I've that I've made available, you know, over the last sort of six weeks, which has been great. But these additional, I guess, unless they're specifically related to your career development, you know, these are great, but they're maybe not going to help you maybe get your foot in the door at a particular sports club, a, a private practice clinic, or even you know get that role you want in an NHS department. So, but there are things you can do, and the time now, you know, and it's not lost time. It's only lost time really if you actually waste this opportunity. And whilst it is very different, circumstances are very different for all of us. It's not an excuse for you or me or anyone else. To pro- not to progress as a therapist, to get better at uh, both your clinical and non-clinical skills, and particularly it's a, it's a really great opportunity for you to develop your career skills, and I'm going to cover this in this in this particular podcast. Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. It's Andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com. So, Make sure you check it out. Now, let's get back to the podcast. In terms of the clinical skills, you're probably thinking, you know, I'm not practicing, I'm not doing this. How am I going to actually improve my clinical skill sets? And there's, there's various different ways you can sort of do that. I know that that the telehealth stuff, you know, doing the online consultations and doing some telephone consultations as well, have, have really challenged me as a, as a therapist, you know, not being able to get my hands on a patient, not being able to treat them with my hands, you know, it's something that I, I do with patients and having that taken away from me has really been been quite challenging. You know, it's challenging and put to test, put to really to the to the acid test, really, my own rehab skills and uh, and particularly my new graph physio rehab planner, which is the six-step rehab planner that I use with every single patient that I work with, whether I'm working in my private practice clinic, whether I'm working in you know, consulting professional sport, and it's exactly the same system that my therapist uses in my own clinic and also the members use within my new graph physio membership. But what this opportunity has given me, so whilst I've, I've not been seeing as many patients as I would do face-to-face, I've still been seeing a, a, you know, a large number per week, but it's given me the opportunity to work on other parts of, of my business and um, 
I've actually, you know, during this this time, so rather than sort of, I guess, lull on what's going on and, and not try to make sort of progress, through my consultancy work, I've actually been able to nail two really exciting opportunities uh, for myself um, and, and actually my clinic and therapists that work there that I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into uh, late this year once we things get back to a little bit of, of, of sort of normality. Um, for yourself, even if you squand- you feel like you've squandered some of the time that you know that's got that's passed over the last few months, it's not too late to get back on track. And that's why I thought this particular episode and the content of this episode is so important. You know, you know, right now for this, this particular particular time. So, if you have made the most of this time, you feel like you've made some really good, great progress. Maybe you've managed to tick off the the final assignments and etc. With your university work, you've been able to spend some time, you know, on some CPD stuff, but get yourself in a really good position to you know to hit the ground running post COVID nineteen. Then then keep going, you know. Um, but things are probably going to last a little bit longer, you know, getting back to normal than than many people, maybe yourself, may think. Uh, but if you're forward thinking, if you're proactive, you know, you will, if you take the, the right action now, you will thrive, you know, once things do get back to back to normal, and you'll be prepared and you'll be ready to hit the ground, sort of running. So it's all about taking your I guess other opportunities, and um, and whilst this might not be ideal, and, and in your own eyes, you know, you, you probably maybe prefer to be being clinic, you know, getting your hands on, you know, getting your hands dirty if you like with with a patient, treating them, assessing them, you know, I, and, I, and I certainly well, that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy spending time with patients. I enjoy that face to face interaction. That's I think it's one of the great things about about being a therapist. But look at the things that you've been able to do. Maybe you are finishing up university. Maybe you've had more time to spend on your assignments. You're not having to combine your assignments and exams whilst being on placement, and that might have been an opportunity. You know, if you if you've you know if you spent that time wisely, to maybe push up your degree classification to go from maybe a two one to a first. It may be giving you opportunity whether you're working in already working maybe in the NHS or private practice and maybe not being in in your normal roles. To actually spend more time on CPD, and whilst you know this, you know this is this is obviously great because you might not get the opportunity um, in ordinary week. You know when you're working, you know nine to five, or you're doing clinic stuff, you're doing evenings, weekends at a sports club, or whatever it is you do, you might not get the the, the sort of consistent time that you've got at the moment to actually to spend, you know, to, to block off time to read journal articles, to, you know, to, to CPD, to invest in your own development as a, as a sort of therapist. Uh, I saw something really interesting the, the other day, which was a, a post just by a, by a new grad, actually, and it was on, on social media, and I forget what, what sort of platform it, it was on. But um, in terms of, he, he was on a placement, and he was basically having a bit of a dig, I, I guess, at the... The whole, everything that was sort of going going on, and you know he was on a, a sort of telehealth placement, but he seemed pretty happy about it. He'd obviously rather be in clinic, and he was sort of devaluing the, the I guess the the telehealth placement, doing telephone and or, or sort of online virtual sort of, of appointments really. But for me, this is where you know healthcare could go. You know, there's a massive market for. You know, online, whether that's via Zoom, Skype, whatever format the therapists are using, whether that's telephone consultations, and I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes to you know how easy it can be, both for both for patients and also for therapists, how 
how accessible it can be, how I, you know, I've said, I've been doing appointments from my own office at home, which is exactly the same place I'm recording this, this podcast uh, this morning. Uh, that's cutting out me having to travel into clinic and commuting, sat in traffic, you know, there and back. It's, you know, the same for the, same for the patients. They can just do it in between meetings at work and find you know half an hour slot here and there. And it, rather than you know them spending you know half an hour before, half an hour after traveling to an appointment, and then the appointment itself, it's probably cut, it's cutting that time in maybe a third. So again, from a, a time point of view, I think this type of service is something that that you know is going to reduce once we get back to face to face. But it's still going to be a big part, and certainly in my my own business, it's something that we're probably going to continue to offer patients. Patients that are pretty busy, patients that maybe struggle to get to appointments at certain times. Again, it could be a really good fit for both us as a clinic and me as a therapist and also to our patients. It's also really important to understand that you know, telephone triage and things like that are not, are not new things. You know, the NHS, you, know, you still use that system. They, they do physio you know, telephone triage clinics. You know, and I think going back to the, the post from this new grad, I think it was very short-sighted of him to, I guess, being devaluing that opportunity that he's having at the moment because that might be you know the way that healthcare you know moves and there's certainly like I say a massive massive market and there's a big demand for telehealth or telephone and online you know virtual sort of consultations and something that's likely to continue in the future. The final part I want to talk to cover on on this podcast was really what I, what I titled the, the sort of podcast and the main thing that I really want to take you uh, take away from this particular episode is so how do you actually stand out from the crowd so we've spoke already in this podcast and I'm sure you're you're aware now that it is going to be challenging it's going to be it's going to be harder for you to get your foot in the door at that particular sports club or private practice clinic or progress maybe as quickly as you thought you might do within the NHS because of the restrictions and because of what's happened with sort of COVID-19. So maybe you're not working now, maybe you're finishing up with your studies, maybe you've even got another year left at, at uni, but you can start to make connections with people that can help you. So again, this has been proactive, this has been a little bit forward thinking. And, and again, if you're already working, you can employ exactly the same sort of tips and tricks to be able to, to do this. So I mentioned before, like additional CPD and all this sort of stuff is great. And it's been great to see so many therapists jumping on board with, you know, with CPD during this sort of lockdown um, time. But I haven't seen anything so far. And, and please correct me if, if you have, but not, you know, there's not been a lot of content, if any. And as I can say, I've certainly not seen anything that's been focused on actually your development in terms of your career. So the way I look at skills that a therapist must have, so you ultimately need to have your, you know, those clinical skills. That's your ability to assess, treat, to rehab. Your non-clinical skills are really important. So that a lot of those revolve around being able to communicate, build patient rapport, being able to explain things to patients so patients understand what's going on, they understand the treatment plan, and that helps with your patient adherence, understanding about what's happening, and that helps to keep patients on track. But the third, I guess, sort of branch to skill sets we've got, we've got clinical, non-clinical, are those career skill sets. And these are the skill sets that that are glossed over, you know, if that's you no, know, if that's the right word, some uh, you know, in my certain experiences, wasn't covered at all at university. 
and you will find that a lot of therapists that have the clinical skills, that have the non-clinical skills, but just don't have those career skills nailed down, are sometimes those therapists that are obviously really good at what they do, they're really passionate, they're enthusiastic, they're motivated to help their patients and they want to progress their career so they can help more, more patients, more athletes. They want to work, you know, in roles where they get paid more money, have more responsibility, you know, work better hours and all these types of things. But because they don't have these even sometimes really basic career skills, their careers, and I've seen this, you know, hundreds of times with new grads, don't get to the level that they want them to do. So at the moment, the, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is at the moment, you know, you might be spending loads of time in CPD, which is great on the face of it. But is that you know webinar you're watching on sleep or a particular injury management or whatever it may be, is that going to actually help you and teach you how to open career doors, how to create opportunities for you and actually get your foot in the door at that sports club, private practice clinic or you know help you to climb the ladder in you know within the NHS. So you could be the best therapist in the world, you know, you could have all those great clinical skills and non-clinical skills that I just mentioned but without some basic career skills and guidance you might never never fill your potential which again is really really quite quite sad really you know and, and again it's I personally feel that you know I, I certainly felt like I, you know I was um, underdone by my undergraduate training that I wasn't in a position you know to, to have those skills and I, and I feel quite fortunate in the way that I've only actually ever done one interview uh, for, in terms of a therapist. I've done interviews for other jobs when I was before becoming a physio, um, but I've only ever done one interview. Um, and even as an that was as an experienced therapist, that was only a, sort of a few years ago, or sort of two years ago now. Um, and that was quite a very daunting experience, and having not you know, had a lot of experience doing that. Um, but I've sat on the other end of the, the interview table, you know, loads and loads of times interviewing for all different types of roles within, within sport and private practice. So, you know, I have a lot of experience in the interview room and, and sifting through applications and I, I know what it takes to, you know, get your foot in the door. I actually did a lot of um, really good things as a student and also as a new grad that at the time I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and actually, just, some of the things I'd actually did by accident, but they, those were part in part, you know, were the, the primary driver behind me actually being able to go from university and literally the next day go straight into working at a professional sports club, which for me was my dream club. It was a club that I always wanted to work at. I had dreams on all the way through physio school and you know, just over a year later I'd actually progressed through the club to actually be in the position to actually lead in the, the sort of therapy department. Again, that was just over a year after, after sort of graduating. But a lot of that had to do with my acceleration of my clinical skills, my non-clinical skills, but it was also some of the decisions that I made, some of the things that I did, many of them unknowingly at the time, to actually be able to sort of fast track my career and, and not only firstly get my foot in the door, but be able to then obviously then progress through the ranks to the role that I ultimately wanted to do. So to round up the sort of podcast, don't see this time at the moment during lockdown and whatever is left of this time till we get back to, I guess, normal practice as lost time. You need to be able to take your opportunities. So again, that might mean spending some time on your career development skills, you know, continue to take in the CPD to develop your, you know, clinical and non-clinical skills, but 
those career skills that you need are ultimately as important, if not more important. And given the current circumstances, there's there's probably never been a bigger time where you're going to need to be able to stand out from the crowd. Uh, and one easy way to do that, so when that job comes up in a few months' time, and there's going to be so many therapists applying for that those roles, even more than, than probably ever before, because you're going to have all those therapists that are graduating at the same time. You're going to have therapists that have probably lost jobs elsewhere. They've maybe not been asked to go back to their private practice role or they've lost their job in sport. They're looking for other opportunities because maybe those roles have been condensed or they've got less hours, they're getting less money. There's never a time where you're going to need to be able to sort of stand out you know, from the from the crowd. So it's developing those career skills that is going to be, be the difference. So that is CV rating, writing, sorry. That is interview preparation. That's knowing how to actually contact people. So 100%, some of you who have maybe reached out to people in the past, whether that's in sport, private practice, even in the NHS looking for roles, trying to get your guess your foot in the door in that organisation. And I will guarantee that the majority of the times you either hear no response or you get a response that says, well, we'll keep your your name, your details on file, which, which again, you think, yeah, that's, that's great, they've got my details, um, or you just get a no, like we can't accommodate your request at the moment, we can't offer you a, a placement or a sharing opportunity or there's no roles at the moment. Just a word of warning about, you know, those replies you get where you know clubs and organizations and clinics are telling you that they're keeping your details on file you know it's it's, it's largely likely that they're not um and they're just probably just letting you down sort of nicely uh, and, and trying to be nice to you pretty much because you know i know that because i've done the same myself when there's when there's ultimately there's not opportunities to give you you know, it's, it's, it's quite tough to, to reply to someone saying say no. So obviously you try to, to let them down nicely, maybe give them some help and advice and support to, to guide them. But, you know, ultimately if there's no jobs, no opportunities, and we know everything we've discussed and, and, and you guys are, are clever enough to, to understand that the opportunities that are going to be around the corner in the weeks and months that come up, again, they're going to be restricted. It's all about being able to stand out from the crowd and being... Clinically good, having those you know nailed down non-clinical skills are obviously really really important. But also, you need those career skills. You need to be able to stand out from the crowd, so your CV looks and is something that a prospective employer is going to read. It's actually going to get you a seat in the interview room, and then once you get in the interview room, you need to be able to nail that because you might just have that one opportunity. That might be the role that you really want. You're going to be going up against other therapists that are hungry and motivated and also want that role uh, more so than ever before. So it's about being able to stand out from the crowd. If you'd like to know a bit more about this, if you're really interested in about how to develop your, particularly your career skills and the exact steps you need to take to stand out from the crowd, to be able to showcase your best skills and attributes and actually get your foot in the door at a particular private clinic, an NHS department or even a professional sports club, then get in contact. Email me at andy at neurophysio.com and I'll let you know how to do this. Just put the subject foot in the door in the email title and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Just want to say thanks for your time for listening in. Hopefully it's been 
uh, an informative podcast for you, taking a lot away from it. Like I say, get in contact if you do need some help and support. I'm really passionate about helping new grad physios, sports therapists and sports rehabilitators, not only in development of their clinical and non-clinical skills, but also giving them you know, the career support and guidance that they actually need to be able to progress, to fast track your career faster than you ever thought possible. Thanks for listening to Andy Barker's new Grad Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love his website, newgradphysio.com, which is packed full of free content to help you, a new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice, and sport. Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new Grad Physio membership. You can also download Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new Grad Physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The New Grad Physio was built to help as many new grads as possible. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned. And here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.